So we try to take the best of both worlds. We take the best of flipping and we take the best of the long-term rent and hold model. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you. And it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565. And he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran, who is the star on Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki. You know who he is. He's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a whole bunch of others. I am excited to talk to my friends on this episode, we've got Jimmy Vreeland and Bob Scott, but then also my clients. They're also a client of mine. And then most importantly and most relevant to you, best ever listeners, talking to some lease option masters. I mean, these two are focused exclusively on lease options, and they are doing a tremendous volume. First off, how you doing, Jimmy and Bob? Great. Fantastic. Happy to be here. All right. Well, nice to have you two on the show and a little bit about them, and then they'll get into it in more detail. They are principals at Joint Ops Properties. Joint Ops. Hmm. How did you come up with that name? Well, let me tell you, they are graduates of two military academies. Jimmy went to West Point, where my brother went, also known as United States Military Academy. And Bob is a graduate of the Air Force Academy, where my brother-in-law graduated from. They are focused, as I mentioned, on single-family homes and specifically with structuring the deals to do a lease option with the buyers. And that's what they focus on. That is their business model. They work with investors. They also put in their own money into the deals. They're based in St. Louis, Missouri. They have the majority of the deals there. And you know what? With that being said, I'm going to let you two take it away. Why don't you let the best ever listeners learn a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? From coming from the academies, we were both active duty military. Jimmy was a ranger and I was a civil engineer in the Air Force. And we both kind of stumbled upon real estate in similar ways. We both read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2006. And I think that was our first key light bulb moment. And we just really wanted to figure out how we could get into the passive income game and, and real estate seemed to make the most sense. And we actually met at a friend's birthday party over drinks, just hit it off talking about both going to service academies, both playing football there and, and our military experience. And then also just our interest in real estate. And uh, our first transaction together was actually Jimmy made a private loan to me. 
and that check, I think for you, was a big light bulb moment, getting that passive income every month, right? Yeah, I was a corporate employee at the time, and I was working 80, 90 hours a week, and the 250 I got a month from Bob, it just felt so magical compared to the W-2 income I was making at the time. And I think the other thing about our background is we both watched the 08 crash as military members and not civilians. So I know I got out and had an immense curiosity, like, why is this happening and what is happening? So we weren't exactly living it, but we were kind of watching it detached somehow. Well, my first real estate purchase was in 2006, just graduated from the academy. I was like, oh, I'm the smartest person in the world. I know how to do everything. I'm going to buy a house that is 100 yards from the beach in Florida in 2006, top of the <laughs> And <laughs> most everybody out there probably can guess what happened. Market went south and fell out from under me. But as Jimmy mentioned, I just was extremely fascinated. I was like, what happened here? Like, what is going on that the situation arose? And that's what led us into getting into real estate and figuring out what happened and, and understanding macroeconomics. Accelerated the education. So you had a couple deals that one had the aha moment with the loan, another aha moment with the property in Florida. So collectively, but you're focused now on lease options and how many lease options have you two done to date? We've done a total of probably uh, close to 130 lease options and we're currently holding around 110 properties. Okay, so you've done in total about 130 or so, and you currently have 100 houses that are under a lease option, correct? Yep. Okay. How did you come across lease options, and how have you scaled it to this point? Well, we kind of fell backwards into it. I was flipping turnkey properties to hedge funds a few years ago in St. Louis. There's a ton of hedge funds pouring in just because the cash flow you can get on some of the rental properties in St. Louis is just insane. And I ended up having five under contract to this hedge fund and they wanted me to place tenants into the properties. And long story short, the contract fell through and pretty much overnight, I was a landlord when I used to just be a rehabber. And so I had to figure out rentals. And for the first four or five months of doing that, it was just a complete nightmare. All the cash flow was sucked out of the deals and just random repairs and, and maintenance popping up and tracking down rent from tenants. So we stumbled upon lease options. And again, it was just another light bulb moment and implemented it into our business. And that's where we really took off. And the thing that's great about lease options is after the fallout from 2008, still a ton of people are, are having trouble qualifying for traditional bank financing. I mean, it's estimated that around 80% of the buyer's pool can't qualify for a mortgage right now. So when you offer your property up on the market on a lease option, you're filling that market need and you're tapping into that 80% that nobody else is talking to. I mean, most traditional home sellers, real estate agents, they don't understand these concepts. They just want a simple transaction and to be done with it and move on. And that's great. Like we love selling for cash too, but you got to adapt to the market and most people are not adapting to it. And the big differentiator in doing a lease option is you're working with these people who have the ownership mentality. They want to be a homeowner. They understand the value. They understand why they want to do it. And by giving them a lease option, you're giving them the avenue to do it. And 
we structure it by basically getting a non-refundable option deposit up front, and that serves as their skin in the game. So this is quite an incentive for folks to pay the rent on time. We just put a tenant buyer into a property on Monday where we got an $8,000 non-refundable option deposit on a property that our total investment is $60,000 on, and they're paying a monthly rent of $1,500 a month. So if you look at what that transaction would be like to a traditional landlord, another landlord might get 1200 bucks as a security deposit on that house and probably $1,200 per month rent, where we're getting $8,000 up front that is non-refundable. So that's incentive every month for the tenant to pay the rent on time. And if they walk away, if they have to go through eviction, that kind of cushions us against those scenarios. The other thing is we're sometimes able to get above market rents because there's that 80% of the market that we're talking to that very few investors are. So whenever we have a property, we put it out there to our buyers list and we get multiple applications. I mean, this house I'm telling you about right now that we placed a tenant buyer on Monday, we bought on Friday. So in four days of putting this house on the market, we didn't get it up on our website. We had money in hand. So that's really the power of lease options. Where did you find the tenant buyer? This gentleman, I believe, has been on our list. We do three main things to find tenant buyers. One is a service called vFlyer. That's V-F-L-Y-E-R. It's a syndication site. So basically, you post your property one time on there. It'll automatically blast it out to 30 different websites. It puts it on Zillow, Trulia, Yahoo Real Estate, a bunch of others. So that's basically just a time saver. And then we post properties on Craigslist. Craigslist is still a great source to find tenant buyers. And then the thing that's really been working for us, well, the past six months is Facebook. So we just put simple ads up. There's nothing too crazy with lease options. Our marketing message is pretty simple. It's lease option, rent to own, bad credit is okay, no banks needed. And we we put that in the tagline and some details in the message below. And you try that, your your phone's going to be ringing off the hook. There's going to be more than you can handle. Are you buying ads on Facebook or are you just posting it to your network? We are buying ads on Facebook. And then through buying ads on Facebook, we've generated likes as an ancillary to that. And so now we have built up a little bit of a following on that. With the Facebook ads in particular, do you send them to your Facebook page or do you send them to another website? We send them to a landing page. A landing page, not in Facebook. Correct. Okay. And what's the landing page? What's the URL? Um... I don't have it off the top of my head. Is it it's, your, it's not your company website. It's not our company website. It's a very simple, clean, no distraction landing page. And it basically says, hey, what's your name, your email? It's a two-step opt-in form. So we're saying access our list of rent-to-own homes in St. Louis. Okay. And we say ask for the name and email. And then once they give that, the second step is, hey, tell us how much you have to put down. Tell us how much you can afford monthly and any other specifics about the property, number of bedrooms, area, that sort of thing. I want to backtrack to the property that you just secured a tenant buyer, the 60K purchase price, 8K down, non-refundable, and 1500 monthly rent. Does that monthly rent for the tenant buyer get credited towards their purchase once they exercise their option? It depends. We really let the tenant buyers ask us. We will not really offer it up front, but if they request some credit monthly, we will give it to them. Got it. What percentage of the 100 homes would you say has monthly rent that's credited 
100% towards the purchase price versus 0%? I would say maybe 25 to 50% of our people have some type of monthly credit. And if we do a monthly credit, it's anywhere between one to probably $300 per month max. Most lenders, when the folks do go to finally get traditional financing and execute the option, most lenders will not let 100% matching towards the purchase price of the home. With the tenant buyers that you have, what would be, if you've taken a look at it, and perhaps you haven't because credit doesn't matter, I don't believe, but what was the number one reason that they're not qualifying for traditional loan? Number one reason is credit. Nowadays, a minor ticky-tack issue can really sink someone's score. And I would say number two reason would be folks who are self-employed, just earn their income kind of outside the traditional system. And they might have cash that they're sitting on, but they're currently going back to school for some continued education. And if they're not receiving a paycheck right now, no bank's going to talk to them. I'd say most of them make more than enough monthly income to qualify for a loan. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not an income issue. Yeah, yeah, income is never the issue. It's a credit score issue or it's a paperwork issue that the bank's requiring. And how long are the lease options? Typically 12 to 24 months. Oh, that's it. If someone requests longer, we'll give it to them. But most people's situations can be corrected in that amount of time. I mean, we've got kind of four pillars of improving someone's credit, and that's kind of cleaning up their past credit issues. It's getting a checking account if they don't have one. A lot of people in lower income areas have just been burned by the banks and, and they just don't trust them anymore. So they don't really use checking accounts. It's getting a secured credit card to show that they can be responsible using a, a small amount of money every now and again. And then the last thing we do, which we just started implementing, is we report the tenant buyers on time rent payments to the credit bureaus for them. It's a service called Rental Karma that just came out. So if they're paying you on time every month, that will show up on their credit report as on-time payments and can dramatically improve someone's credit score. Hmm. And day one, when they sign up with us, they meet their mortgage broker they're going to be working with and they meet their credit repair person. So if they hit those four pillars with us, it should not take a year. You've got 100. And how long has it taken you to acquire those 100? I suspect... It's been within the last 24 months if you have 12 to 24 months with the lease options. Is that a correct assumption? Yes. All within the past 24 months? Yeah, and that kind of showcases the power of lease options. I mean, if we had traditional rentals, there'd be no way we'd, we'd be able to scale our portfolio this quickly. I mentioned earlier that the tenant buyer is going to pay for the ongoing repairs and maintenance. So obviously that saves us from a cash flow perspective, but it also really saves us from a time management perspective. Because if something goes wrong on the property with a traditional rental, you know, you've got to field that call from the tenant and you got to figure out what the issue is. And then you've got to coordinate to send a handyman or contractor out to the property. And a lot of times people miss their appointments. So now you're coordinating a second time for them to come out. And there's just a lot of back and forth. Then you got to get a call back from the handyman. He tells you how much it's going to cost. And then you got to green light the expenditure. So we pretty much eliminate that entire process and put it in the tenant buyer's responsibility. So we can focus on finding good deals and lining up private lenders for our properties. How did you get 100 properties within the last 12 months? Hustling. 
Yeah, a lot of hustle, a lot of just talking to people about what we do. Jimmy and I have both been investing in real estate for about 10 years now, but we've just really turned it on since discovering this lease option model. And it's really about making daily habits of making offers. We're out there every day in the marketplace. I'd say we make probably 20 offers every week on properties where we're on a lot of wholesale buyers lists. So people bring us deals and we're always looking for more private lenders. And having the reserve of the private lenders always on cue for a deal for us, I think has helped us scale as well. So let's go through a scenario. You just got a wholesaler's email and her property that she's wholesaling looks great. You want it. What are your next steps? Right now, I think we have three private lenders in the queue. So whoever's next up private lender wise, we send the deal to them and wait for their green light. Yeah, well, I'll put together a little package. You know, obviously we do our due diligence on the properties. I'm going to go in and research comps and pull those for our private lenders, so they know day one that they're investing in a property that has equity and has a cushion of safety. And then we also provide a rent projection with 100 properties under our belt. We've got a pretty good idea of what these homes are going to rent for. So we can say, hey, ballpark. Here's what we're going to expect for the non-refundable option deposit and the monthly rent on this type of property. In order to buy something, you need the money in the deal. So in that scenario, when I asked you, how do you get 100 properties in 12 months that are lease options? You said hustle, specifically making 20 offers a week. And so those are making the offers. So that's finding the deals. And then you've got the private lenders who are funding them. Can you walk us through how the funding works in terms of, okay, you bought that last one for 60K. Does a private lender put up all 60 or is there another way it's structured? No, they'll put up all 60 and we will send them a note and deed of trust and we don't ever touch their money. They just wire their money straight to the title company. And where do you make your money? We make it on the cash flow. So the rent minus the interest we spend with the private lender or the bank minus the sewer. Because least to own, we also don't pay for the utilities. Okay. And what about when it sells? When it sells, the private lender will see their principal back. And then we keep any of the back end equity that's in the deal. Okay, got it. So um, we have a couple of whale investors where they do participate on the backside, mm-hmm. but it's not our standard deal. Got it. Okay, cool. So if you bought it for 60 and then you negotiate with the tenant buyer for 85, then there's 25K profit minus miscellaneous closing costs and stuff that would be available for your team and or the investor. Exactly. Got it. Okay, cool. Understand the business model. Last question, then I'll ask you the question I ask everyone. Last question before that, though. You've got 100 lease option tenant buyers in place. How are you keeping track of the monthly payments coming in from an accounting standpoint and who's on what part of the month and in their contract with you? We have two team members who track that, and the software they use is Buildium. Yeah, so Buildium is pretty cool. You can just go to Buildium.com, and for a dollar per month per property, they will generate monthly statements to your tenants. They'll automatically generate any late notices, any other mailings that need to go out. The tenant has an online portal, so they can pay through that system. I think right now we're probably anywhere between 30 to 40% of our, our folks pay online every month, which is nice. It just automatically shows up, and it's in there. 
And then Tuesday mornings, we have a team huddle and go over any issues that's coming up from Buildium. And what's an example of an issue that could come up in that team huddle, whether it's Buildium specific or not? This person's 30 to 60 days late on their rent. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? On the 5th, they get a late notice. On the 20th, they get a yellow letter. And generally, if they're not communicating, then they go to the eviction attorney. What percentage of all tenant buyers do you end up taking to that far in the process? I would say probably 10% go that far in the process. And then only about half of that, so maybe 5%, we actually have to follow through with. Once we make it real to the folks and let them know that we're following through on our end and that we're serious, most of them end up getting caught back up and get current. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Invest for cash flow. Cash flow is king. That makes sense. And you all are building the business around that. Is this investing or is it another job that you're doing because it's transaction-based? It's almost fixing and flipping, but then getting some cash flow along the way. I would call it a hybrid. So we try to take the best of both worlds. We take the best of flipping and we take the best of the long-term rent-and-hold model. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. It is kind of a, a hybrid. Are you two ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh yeah. All right. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Is a hard money loan right for you? Paces Funding is a private hard money lender with the fastest closings in the industry. Now lending in Florida, discover the Paces Funding difference today at pacesfunding.com. That's P-A-C-E-S-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com. Best ever book you've read? Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Anti-fragile. Anti-fragile and Atlas Shrugged. Okay. Best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? Getting married and having four kids. How to try to be a decent human being and not be selfish. I would say setting a, a morning ritual for yourself. It's just basically every day sharpening your saw and making sure you go into your days with a full head of steam. What's your specific morning ritual? I get up, meditate first thing, and then go for a walk, and then read for a little bit, and then plan out my day. How many days of the week do you meditate and go for that walk? Every day of the week, seven days a week. How long do you meditate? Typically 15 to 20 minutes. Best ever deal you've done? I would have to say our Mohan deal. We bought this property. It was a short sale that another agent brought to us. as a 2,300 square foot house, four beds, two and a half baths on an acre of land. Total investment on this deal was $75,000. We found a tenant buyer to give us $8,000, non-refundable option deposit, and pay $1,500 per month rent. And we had it reappraised within six months of buying it and came back at like 155. So we've got huge monthly cash flow, ton of skin in the game from our tenant buyer, a great house, and a big back-end payday waiting for us whenever our tenant buyer does qualify. Best ever advice you give to someone who wants to do lease options to the level that you two are doing them? Fail fast. Just do your first one, figure out what you learned, and do it again. What'd you learn from the first failure? Do lease options. <laughs> Our first 10 deals together were regular rentals, and we just got crushed. But more specifically with regards to learning from lease options, I would say the biggest thing you got to look for is getting that skin in the game from the tenant buyer. 
if you're accepting anything less than probably three thousand dollars it's got a really high likelihood of the deal blowing up on you long term i mean the whole reason people are coming to you in the first place is typically because of a credit issue and if you don't get that skin in the game from the tenant buyer there's no incentive for them to pay and to follow through with the contract best ever way you like to give back I would say just sharing our knowledge. We're really passionate about real estate. It's transformed our lives and we want to help get the message out there to a lot of other people. Biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Our first deal together, we bought a multifamily and the Excel spreadsheet around the deal looked awesome and we got so excited. We made some bad moves for the next 60 days on that property. I know you have a video on your YouTube channel called Excel Millionaires, which I found very entertaining. I will link to that in the show notes page as well. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Well, we've got our YouTube channel. Just search Join Ops Properties on there and you can subscribe. We'll bring you 20 new videos every month with case studies, macroeconomics, some other advanced lease option tactics. You can also go to joinopsproperties.com and learn about investing specifically in the St. Louis market, which we believe is the best cash flow market in the country. And you can also go to autopilotassets.com. We're holding a free training webinar on how to structure some lease option deals in your own backyard. Or email us at joinopsproperties at gmail.com. Well, I always find talking to you two an entertaining experience, and this definitely (laughs) delivered on that. And also educational because what you two are doing is one specific strategy at a very high volume and level. And it's important that even if we don't do this specific strategy, that we learn how you two grew the business so that if we're wanting to grow our real estate business, then we can take bits and pieces from what was working, what wasn't working for you. I really enjoyed you walking us through the case study of the deal that just happened, the latest deal that you did, as well as the daily habits of what it takes to get 100 lease option properties in 12 months, which in one word is hustling, but more specifically (laughs) 20 offers a week and then having private lenders lined up. And certainly if we're just starting out, we're not going to have the private lenders lined up and we won't know where to make all those offers, but start slow and then incrementally increase from one level to the next and then lo and behold we'll be where you're at so thanks so much for being on the show hope you two have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon thanks joe thanks is a hard money loan right for you paces funding is a private hard money lender with the fastest closings in the industry now lending in florida discover the paces funding difference today at pacesfunding.com that's p-a-c-e-s-f-u-n-d-i-n-g.com